Does the thought of a vacation with your child with special needs, does it even allow for relaxation? You know, the definition of vacation is a rest, um, a break from work, duties, and fun. You know, R&R, which stands for rest and relaxation, or actually rest and recreation. But taking a vacation with your child with special needs can be anything but relaxing. And many times it can be extremely stressful and not fun and not worth going on. Hi, I'm Shantae, and today on Parenting Special Needs Live, I've asked Dawn Barkley to join us. She's gonna help us say yes to vacations. Dawn is an award-winning author and has spent her career working and writing for different aspects of the travel industry. She is going to discuss vacation strategies, providing insight from her new book, Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse. Her book is the result of over a hundred interviews uh, with professionals from mental health, certified autism travel professionals, parents, allies, and advocates who have lent their expertise to open up the world to those of us that feel tremendous angst at the thought of uh, taking a vacation. Please help me welcome Dawn to the show. Welcome, Dawn. Thanks so much for having me. You know, how did you come to write this book? Uh, you know, when I needed this book, it wasn't available. I spent uh, an entire lifetime in travel. My parents owned a big travel agency and I was traveling from age two. And I worked in travel, you know, up until the time I had my kids, whether it was for uh, in being a travel agent or writing for the travel industry. And when I had my two children, they were not as thrilled about traveling as I was. In fact, they found it very difficult. They had problems with transitions. Uh, they just, it, it was not going to work out. And I looked for a book that was going to help me. And I'm one of those people who believes that anything in life has a book to get you through. When I got pregnant, it's like, no problem. I will just read a book. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and uh, there was no book. So I started interviewing some professionals in the early 2000s. I spoke to Tony Atwood. Dr. Atwood is, as you know, an expert in autism spectrum disorder. I worked with Dr. Ellen Littman, who's an expert in ADHD. And then I kind of hit a wall because I didn't have a lot of other people to interview. And it wasn't until a group called IBCCES created a designation called the Certified Autism Travel Professional that I knew exactly how I could write this book because I could interview these wonderfully educated and uh, you know trained individuals, many of whom are special needs parents themselves. And they introduced me to their uh, clients who were parents who also contributed to the book. And then there was a lot more information out there in 2019 than there was in 2000. Uh, plus, you know, a two-year pandemic where I had nowhere to go and nothing to do except for write this book. <laughs> so right. there you get, there you have it. Wow. And, um, you know, with interviewing that many people, what did you, cause it, obviously it's 22 years in the making almost, um, what yeah. did you find was the most interesting? Like what was the most challenging that, that you guys came up against for traveling? I found the most interesting thing was that the special needs tips were helpful for all families. 
because every child, when they're taken out of their comfort zone, becomes anxious and inflexible, which is why I wrote the title the way I did. Uh, and I just came across a lot of tips. I mean, there's hundreds in the books, but things I would have never thought of and never did think of when I was traveling. Definitely not my story, <laughs> because had I read this years ago, my travels would have been very different. Yeah. So yeah, lots of parents, lots of uh, different challenges and how they got over it. I divide the book up into different modes of transportation and then places to stay, how you select, say, a vacation rental, how you vet a hotel, how you vet a campground, and then things to do once you get there, including restaurants. So when you were interviewing people, like, were there any, like, I mean, any, like, obstacles that kept coming up that, you know, um, that they mentioned? Yes. The number one thing that people said kept them from traveling was that they were nervous about what people would think about them and their children. They were scared that they would be uh, judged as bad parents or their children would be judged as brats because they were acting up instead of people realizing it was a sensory meltdown. And interestingly enough, a study of special needs parents conducted recently by IBCCES showed that of a thousand special needs parents, 87% don't travel, but of those 93% would if they knew where to go and what to do. So another good reason for writing the book. What would you say, like, how can parents introduce the concept of travel to their children? Yeah, very important, especially now that you've got four and five-year-olds who haven't been out of the house because of COVID. And now you, even if they did travel when they were younger, you're reintroducing it. So how do you do that? Uh, so many different ways. You can get picture books with uh, their favorite characters in travel situations. I list some in the book, but your local librarian can list a lot more. Videos are your friends. Uh, there is a video for every different aspect of travel, either on YouTube or provided by the supplier. So you can go through every aspect of that trip. I have one father who said he goes through every ride in an amusement park on video before they travel because then they know what to rule out. Uh, Social Stories by Carol Gray. You know, you can certainly read those books and determine how you want to write your social stories for your child. Role play is another big help. Uh, and what I call mini experiences, which introduce the child slowly to a, each individual concept of travel before you go and spend thousands of dollars, say on a hotel room, why not stay in a relative or friend's house overnight to see where the triggers may lie when the child is outside of their own bedroom? Because then you're going to right away know if you should bring your own sheets and towels that have that familiar texture and smell of home, if you should bring your own toiletries. Again, something they're used to. If you should bring a fan to block out the noise from the hallway where you don't have usually noise in the hallway at home, favorite toys to bring, all those sort of things. You can sort of rule that out and, and preview it for the child. You can preview a camping trip by setting out a tent in the backyard before you go cross country. You can preview um, what it's like to feel turbulence on an airline by taking a child out on a car trip on a bumpy country road and telling them to close their eyes, because that's kind of what it feels like. And you can certainly preview the whole uh, process of the airport, which would be chaotic to anyone, especially a young child, uh, through a program called Wings for Autism, which is offered in several different cities where you can actually go through the whole process from arrival up to boarding. Uh, some airports have sample uh, 
sample interiors of planes you can go in. Some airlines will take you on tours of the uh, the airport if you just ask. So all of that is is offered information on how to do all of that. And then tours, you know, you can frame anything as a tour, a trip to a local zoo or an aquarium, or just going to a local garage sale or flea market and call it a scavenger hunt. But what you're doing is you're setting up, hopefully if you have a good experience, you're setting up a, a positive framework and frame of reference so that when you go on an actual tour, you can say, remember when we went to that flea market, this is kind of going to be like that and you had fun and, and this is going to be fun too. Okay, so share with me, like, an, frame it for me, like give parents an example of like how they would frame one of those things. Can you? I would just take a child, say, to a garage sale or a series of garage sales and say, we're going to go on a scavenger hunt and let's see if we can find... Um, say their favorite picture book or maybe red, red jewelry or, you know, whatever your child is interested in. Um, and, and you can say, this is going to be our tour for the day, or this is going to be our scavenger hunt. And let's look, our let's look adventure. for something blue, you know, any, anything that interests your child. But I would also say, if your child has a special interest, which many children on the spectrum do, then feed into that. Um, and, and that goes into a lot of what I talk about creating a child-centric vacation is build it around the child's interests. So if you have a child that loves trains, why aren't you taking short train trips, especially before you take a long one? So go into a little bit more about the um, child-centric vacations. Uh, to me, a child-centric vacation um, is based on, first of all, the pacing of the trip because you can't do uh, as a family what you did maybe before you had kids. So maybe instead of trying to cram five or six things into a day, you do one or two things and spend the afternoon by the pool. You, you go, I can't tell you how many parents told me that their pictures of their vacations consisted of them carrying their nine-year-old on their back who fell asleep in the middle of a theme park because it was just too much. So you have to take into account what your child's ability is in terms of you know, energy level and how much stress and um, sensory overload they're going to be able to tolerate. And you have to take that into account. You have to think about the trip from the moment you depart until the moment you come back and break it up into little segments, which is what I've tried to do in the way I've broken up the book and think it through where are the triggers going to be and what backup plans should I have but also the idea of building it around special interests. What I did in a rather large part of the book toward the end is break down all the special interests that a lot of children on the spectrum have, although children off the spectrum also have them. Um, say, say a child loves dinosaurs, where in the country can you learn more about dinosaurs? So when you happen to be traveling to that area, why not put something in that the child will love? Because that child is gonna look forward to it the whole time and it's gonna help them put up with the sort of the tiresome, maybe less exciting parts of the trip because they have something to look forward to and it's gonna bond you. Right, so now in your book, you do have, is your, first of all, is your book out yet? Cause I know the last time we spoke, well, we've only spoken via email, but um, it was not out yet. Is it out yet? No, it'll be coming out August 15th. It is available for pre-order in all three of the editions, including audiobook. Oh, great. It's an audio too. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. And it's a, um, so you've broken it up into sections. And so you say, then when it's about like dinosaurs, would you do you direct people as to where to go? Like, are you yes. giving them a, 
Okay. Yeah. I'm absolutely giving them the address, the URL, the phone number, and it's broken up by state and then by city. So it's, you know, really pretty comprehensive, although I am sure that I've missed many interests. And if people want to write to me at travelingdifferent.com and tell me what I've missed, it'll go into a future edition or it'll go into a blog because I'm going to be updating the book on, on that blog. Now, I know when you mentioned too about, um, I'm not going to get the acronym right. So the, um, agency that kind of uh or uh talked to a thousand parents and got information yeah um what's the name of that ibcces it's the international um board of credentialing and continuing education standards they also they also um certify certified autism centers so they train different uh, destinations, uh, hotels, actually tourist boards, uh, museums, what have you, and how to work with uh, people on the spectrum or with attention and mood disorders. So they do a lot for the community. And have you seen like, what would you say, um, what accommodations are being made for the travel? Do you know, I mean, what are being made for the travel industry for? And I know we're talking a lot about autism, but I mean, I think it applies to a lot of children with different abilities. Um, you know, they have similar issues sometimes. So traveling for all parents is kind of hard sometimes. So, yeah, um, actually, uh, I do list in depth something like beaches, beaches in Turks and Caicos and Jamaica. There's three resorts that have become advanced autism, uh, advanced certified autism centers. So they've gone above and beyond. And I list everything that they offer to the community. Um, and I'd be happy to read that to you if you wanna hold on a moment while I, I get it. Sure. And I do actually explain what all the certification standards are and, and how they achieve them. So at Beaches, families on the spectrum will benefit from in-depth education for Beaches Resort staff with 40 credit hours on autism sensitivity and awareness centered on communication, motor skills, social skills, environment awareness, emotional awareness, bullying, early childhood identification, transition to adulthood and more, uh, changes to protocol and physical space to accommodate various needs. Uh, hold on. Uh, an optional service of one-on-one -on -one beaches buddies providing personalized private childcare with a buddy who is autism certified and can be pre-booked for a nominal fee a dedicated toll-free number to Beaches special services team certified by IBCCES, where Beaches staffers can assist both consumers and travel professionals who wish to learn more about Beaches vacation and on-resort autism programming. Also a culinary concierge program to support specific dietary restrictions and special requests, which I think is really important. Yeah. Modified check-in options for private in-room check-in. Again, when you think about the chaotic nature of check-in, that's really helpful. Availability of sensory toys, as well as dream pad pillows for children's use and a modified design and decoration in kids camps and key entertainment areas to provide more sensory friendly environment. What they're also doing is launching, launching a sensory stimulation guide for guests with sensory needs, providing comfort and an understanding of what to expect in each designated area of the resort. The guide, which outlines the degree of sensory stimulation in a specific area or event, allows families to easily plan and navigate their visit based on their individual needs. Wow, that, that's really great. And that's just... They're starting to train um, places all around. Um, yeah, cruise lines too. In fact, I list 
um, everything that's offered on, say, Royal Caribbean, just what they offer, including a television station <laughs> devoted to educating about autism and helping people on the spectrum uh, or people who aren't on the spectrum understand what it is like to be on the spectrum. So I include that. There's also a group, since you brought up cruises, Autism on the Seas, which um, creates group tours, as well as helps you with individual travel on cruise ships. But all of the five main cruise lines have protocols in place and training for those on the spectrum. So do you have any like little, um, can you share any success stories or anything like little tidbits of information that um, strategies that can help families? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Some strategies, but can you share some more? Like, can you give us an actual example? Well, I'll tell you, um, there little, little successes, like the mother who realizes halfway on a road is stopping halfway on a road trip, that that works better than going the whole way. She actually left for her vacation a day early by mistake, and then realized what she had done. And suddenly she had to stop and they got a hotel room. And she was very nervous that this was creating um, a change in routine and a change from expectations. And yet, when they came back, they realized, and they went the whole way through, they realized how much better it was to stop and, and take it slower. So a lot of the um, lessons were created through mistakes. Um, there is the parents who kept going on camping trip and insisting that the trip start the first day. And they actually, they have one neurotypical and one neurodiverse child. And the neurotypical child wanted to spend the first day just sitting in the tent and reading and the neurodiverse child was exhausted. So now they just add a day on to their trip. And that first day is their decompression day. Um, and then you've got like the mom who found out that um, not all hotel rooms have bathtubs. So now she brings a blow up tub, a blow up pool and puts it in the shower. So her children can always have a bath. So little things like that. That's interesting. And um, I'll share my little tidbit too, because this has been very helpful for my family who my daughter is 25, but also has autism. Um, a nightlight is always yeah. helpful because they don't always have nightlights. I mean, some of them are awesome and you step on the floor and they light up, but some places do not have nightlights. And uh, my daughter has a little ritual of getting up 52 times to try to go to the bathroom before she finally conks out and that can make everybody crazy in a hotel room so and we've tried to also get separate uh, an additional hotel room um so we've tried lots of things <laughs> yeah yeah along that line vacation rentals are really great because you might be the only family in there um also you have a kitchen which is so critical um and and some people do recommend making the bedroom as much like home as you can so that it's less um traumatic when you wake up in the middle of the night and you don't know where you are. Uh, Tony Atwood had this great suggestion of if the child needs their own space and you can't afford a separate uh, hotel room, but your child needs space, then why not put some linen in the closet and have the closet floor be their space? I mean, I wouldn't close the closet, door, but I, I just thought that was a brilliant idea because that becomes the child's own space and they have a place that's quiet and a place to decompress. Wow, that's all. So now your book has all of this this information in there, and you also recommend places to go. I mean, is that yeah. part of the book too? Yeah. Well, I would say that 
85% are strategies that you can use to make any place uh, a, a autism friendly vacation or for children with uh, attention and mood disorder. But 15, about 15 to 20% are places that are either listed as certified autism centers or autism friendly. And I do emphasize that if something's listed as autism friendly, do your due diligence and figure out what that means, because it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And just, you know, find out where they got their certification and what it means and what they offer, which is why I list the phone numbers and addresses and URLs of every place that I mention. And also make, make sure that what they offer happens to work for your child, because everyone on the spectrum is different. So is there a guide? Is there something out there? I mean, I know your book is coming out, but um, is there something for people to look up as to what uh, guidelines are make it autism? Well, I do list the different, not every place has got a certification. So if you wanted to know more about um, IBCCES, you can go to their website and they have autismtravel.com, which lists the places that they have certified. But I don't believe that there's been a book up to now that would include all the autism friendly places too, that have not necessarily gone through their training, but you have Culture City, you have Sensory City, you have a number of um, various um certification. I mean, Autism Speaks is looking into doing certification too. So um, nothing brought them all together up until now. And then there are just suppliers just to say we're autism friendly. And then they describe what they do, but you should double check to make sure it works for your child. So uh, yeah, I list, I list it via um, whether it's what you can do for an airline, what you can do for cruises, buses, cars, um, camping, even uh, dude ranches, I've got sports vacations. So there are ski resorts and scuba diving and um, golf places that are, you know, specially designed for this. And that again, is a wonderful idea for a vacation where maybe some of the people on the, um, in the family are neurotypical and some are neurodiverse and you can still travel together and it works really well. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, very good information. So the book is coming out. You said it's going to be on um, August 15th. You can pre-order it now. Yes. Um, tell them where to go. if. Uh... Yeah. If you go to my website, which is travelingdifferent.com, and that's traveling with one L, I do have a page that lists number of the people that you can you know, click and order. Of course, you can get it through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can go to your indie bookshops, but price it around because they change the prices. Um based on what they need. Um, but every place that sells books should have it. I do urge people to order it from their local libraries so that people who can't afford it can have access to it. Hmm. Okay, well, that's a good idea. But um, anything else you would like to say? Um, other than doing your due diligence, just, uh, you know, don't set up unrealistic expectations for yourself. Uh, everything is trial and error, which is why I list several strategies for each idea. Uh, offered by different parents and different professionals. But, you know, even if a place is listed as the happiest place on earth, it doesn't mean that it's going to, everything's going to go perfectly and don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Give yourself a break and realize that if, you know, if, if you can't get everything in this time, you'll go next time, but, you know, treat yourself with some compassion as well, because it's not easy. No. Oh, I love that. Treat yourself with some compassion and say yes to vacations, but take it slowly. Yeah easy, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, I can't um, thank you for being with us enough today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. 
Um, thank you everyone for tuning in to Parenting Special Needs Live. And in case no one has told you today, you are doing a good job. Be good to you. It's hard work. Talk to you soon. Bye.